presentation of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> I think so. Microphones are on. Marker eight ten go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. High schools. Also gonna take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the full court press with Eric Franson and AJ Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, AJ, you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's up, everybody? Eric France and Andre Salvas in here on the Full Court Press. How you like, doing? It feels like it's been forever since we've done a show together. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a while, hasn't it's it? It's been a minute. <laughs> You've been gone. I've been gone. Oh, man. Like two ships passing in the night. <clears throat> hey, over there. Oh, man. Have fun storming the castle. <laughs> storming the castle. What's good? How are you? How was your uh, trip to St. George? Or was it was the St. George you went to? Uh, yeah. Soccer tournament in St. George. So How'd it go? Weather? Apparently, half of all of northern Utah was down there as well. Really? Uh, it was busy. How was the weather? Uh, it was cold the first night we got there. Yeah. But then the rest of it was sunshine, warm temperatures. Oh, that's nice. It was beautiful. I'd do yeah, anything for that now. Yeah, different story than what it looks like down there now. Um, but uh, while we were there, it was nice. Yeah, I'm headed to Vegas next week, next late next Friday night. So I'm hoping the weather will be good as we head our way down there for the Mount West Conference tournament. Might be a short trip, but uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> One, what, couple women or a couple games for the women, and two games for the men, and then we're coming home. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the men. Uh, they played their game last night against New Mexico. We'll get into that here on the show. Uh, Aggies look great. Is it just having, was it just emotional having the football team there at halftime? Was it because Brock Miller was back? I mean, what was the difference for Utah State or is it just New Mexico? But look, keep in mind, this is a New Mexico team that just beat Wyoming just the other day. But then lost to San Jose State. <laughs> it, it just proves that this team, this league is super hard to predict. Yeah. I mean, every night. Anybody can win. Anybody can lose. Hey, before we go any further, um, San Jose State uh, Athletics has just announced, tragically, uh, Lawrence Fan, who is a longtime SID for San Jose State, passed away, I believe, at the age of 60. Um, I thought it was 65. Is it 65? 62? i got to find it. He was in his he, mid- early 60s. He, uh, he just retired, though, yeah, this fall, didn't he? Yeah, and he's like in the Media Relations Hall of Fame. Like, he's a big deal, and he's very well known, incredibly well respected, and uh, it sucks uh, that he uh, that he's gone from us way too soon. Uh, one of the really true gentlemen of the uh, of the athletics, 
in regards to media relations and I mean it's 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 getting around and there's a lot of people from the West Conference responding to it all in kind of course but uh, we want to send our condolences to San Jose State the media relations and all those that are part of the athletics department for uh, the loss of someone who again who was truly one of the greats and one of the well respected people. Uh, Al, uh, he was 67. 67, okay. 67. Al Lewis. I was going to um, say, Al probably knew him pretty well, didn't he? Yeah, we were, uh, when Utah State football was at San Jose uh, this year, um, while we were watching the game, he, he had a number of uh, Lawrence fan stories uh, that he cruised all over campus in this little cart that he was always driving around, that he would always make some kind of a dessert. It's a cake. In the press box. It's a cake. They call it the fan cake. Yes, and he was he would always make it for everybody and uh, always dressed sharp, yep. uh, always dressed up and took his role very seriously. And um, said he was kind of a different guy but always very good at what he did. And, yeah. Uh, um, he, was, he was a legend throughout the Mountain West and Absolutely. certainly anybody who uh, crossed paths with the San Jose State Spartans. Yeah. Anyways, our our condolences to the Spartan community. Wish them the very best, and uh, we're thinking about you guys. Uh, Gil Mortgage text lines open four three five three three nine zero three two one. I don't have my glasses. What does that even say? I can't even see it, dude. Nine three one five. Yeah. Says I seen a close up on the Fox broadcast last night. How do you see over the media bench? Uh, two eyes open. Usually, it's what I do. So, but don't you you usually have this uh, bucket kind of okay. hanging on your okay. chain? Okay, for the you janitor. Know, and I've got, and then when it comes to game time, you like I've got you people, take it off and you. I've got people tweeting sit me on it about like that it's a now. Stool? I've got people tweeting me about that now. Thanks to you, girl, jerk, the janitor. No, okay. So here's the thing. I'm also the rebound guy, so. Sometimes I'll get there early for the game. Shulga will be shooting, or Bearstow's shooting, or, you know, Kenley Falta's shooting for women's basketball. I'll just go rebound for him. And I'm a really good rebounder. I know where to stand. So the ball just hits my hands, and I can immediately get it back to him. Because some ball boys really <laughs> suck. Like, they'll let the ball bounce around a couple times, and then they'll just kind of, like, volleyball it to him. No. If you're going to rebound for someone, you got to be able to catch and chest pass to them. You know, make it a live rep for them. So, boom, chest pass. Get it to them quick so they can catch and shoot. Okay. Some passing fundamentals. Yes. From, yes. From the sidelines. <laughs> from the sidelines. <laughs> from the bench. <laughs> no. No. And I'm not a janitor, Eric. I just happen to have pick up everybody's trash or the player stuff. So you just have one of those faces? Did I ever tell you the one time that Max Rice threw his warm-up at my face? He warmed up your face? No. I said Max Rice threw his warm-up at my face. Oh. He, like, chucked it at me. I was like... I thought you said he warmed up your face. <laughs> In a weird... I don't even know what to, I don't know. I don't even want to say right That's there. That's weird. Uh, 5338. In addition to tournaments in Saudi Arabia, my new pro tour will also have annual stops in Iran, Afghanistan, and North Korea. Signed, Phil. Wait, what happened? What? Did I hear about this? Phil no. Mickelson. Uh, there, so there's a, what they call it, the Golf Super League. It's kind of a weird name, but it's the, trying to be an alternate to the PGA. 
and it's backed financially by this, this, the Saudi government. And Phil Mickelson uh, is out kind of stumping for this. Really, his quotes came out in a book most recently, but he, uh, he's been talking about how, look, Saudi Arabia, like, they may have some human rights violations. They may have like chopped up a reporter in a Shut hotel up. thing. But, he uh, didn't say this. But, hey, they're at least they're going to, you know, Phil. Go put the PGA on notice. That idiot. Did he really? Oh. Basically. Phil. But you know what? To his credit, though, <laughs> at least he's like come out publicly saying, I know that these have these guys have problems, but this is what is, is happening and how it can, what we need to deal with, which is stands <clears> in stark <throat> contrast to people like LeBron James or others. Oh, dude, LeBron, yeah. Who were like, who would do anything to avoid. Yeah. Uh, mentioning anything critical of of China, yeah, where a lot of their material is produced, so yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, LeBron. You no, know, is LeBron a great basketball player? Yes, but what made Michael Jordan so great is that he didn't say stupid crap every single day. If there was a mic in front of his face, he was very careful how he answered questions all the time. And Kobe was actually really good about that too. Off the court stuff, he was very good about like, or sorry, on off the court stuff, he was very good about. I'm gonna keep politics out of it. I'm gonna keep, you know, world relations out of it. Just you know, my opinion doesn't matter to you, and it shouldn't. So All right, famously said, Republicans buy sh- sneakers too. Yeah, which is absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, nine three one five. Ajay, why not a bouncer pass? Also, I swear I heard warm up my face. That's okay. What I thought you said. No, I did not say that. I did not say that. I said you had he Leon Rice came over to warm face. up your face? No. Freaking Leon. Stay away from that psycho. Hey, by the way, those fetchers. Screw Boise State. Like, I used to hate San Diego State. I hate Boise State more. I hate Boise State more than I hate BYU. Uh, it used to be that they were just the really annoying team for football. Yeah. But we always kind of giggled and laughed at them in basketball. Like, they'd have some good games here and there, but it would always collapse. But this year, they're I mean, they're a good basketball team. Yeah, but they're getting bailed out by the refs every single time. Are they, though? Mm-hmm. I mean, I have saw some multiple angles of how that game ended against San Diego State, and it wasn't just one ref. Who made a call? Multiple guys made a call with different looks, and it was the right call. Eric, they were they outshot San Diego State at the free throw line, twenty four to ten or something like that. Well, the free throw disparity in this league, some of these games, is ridiculous. It's home cooking. Utah State doesn't even get that. Uh, twenty six to eleven attempts. Utah State doesn't even get that. Utah State's never had that. Yes, they have. They during Craig Smith's here's the crazy part. Um, and we're gonna have Nate Dixon on our show on Friday, and I'm looking forward to asking him this. I don't know how Craig was able to come in and get immediate respect from the referees in the league. I don't know how he did that. Cause Odom can't get it. But Craig Smith comes in and he got immediate respect. But Odom comes in and they're like, ah, oh, we don't give a crap about you. We're still going to screw you over. 
Wyoming, Boise State, San Diego State, whatever we got to do. We're going to hose you. St. Mary's, we're, we're going to find a way to screw you over. And they're really good about it. They're, they're awesome. I mean, they're very consistently good about screwing the Aggies over. I want to know why Odom and this, and, and, and this staff can't get that respect. That Leon Rice gets, that Craig Smith got, um, that, I mean, Brian Dutcher I get. But Leon Rice is a freaking baby. Why does he get, like, like any call, any call that goes against him? He's got something well, to... Well, Linder's a new coach in this league. His team has... We've had this as a point of discussion earlier, that routinely Wyoming is shooting 12 or more free throw attempts per home game yeah. than their opponents. But then Linder also got ejected at his at his own home place against the Aggies. He got ki- dude. Yes. They kicked him out in the like in the first like six first minutes of, of the minutes. game. Yeah, that's true. But and I mean we're gonna find out some more. I mean Boise State's got to go to what Wyoming, I think, or Colorado State. They got to go to one of the two. They got a tough ending to their season. They got to finish off. Uh, Boise State. Uh, they're at UNLV this weekend. That's not easy. Home against Nevada. On That's March still 1st. not a given. And then they finish at Colorado State. At Colorado State on the fifth. But yeah, the if you missed it, the uh, the Broncos beat the Aztecs fifty eight fifty seven. So I mean, Boise State is in sole possession of first place. Um, they're they they have the same number of losses as Wyoming, but they have played more games. So by nature the way it works, they are one game ahead of Wyoming in the standings. Colorado State is two games back, and San Diego State is now three games back. Wow. Hey, did Nevada win again, you, you say, when last night? Did they beat UNLV? Um, UNLV won. Oh, thank goodness. 62 to 54. Good, good, good. Yes, good. So, so then that, that keeps, keeps Utah State seven. ahead of Nevada. Okay. By half a game. Okay. But we still got to go play Colorado State this this Saturday. So we're not out of the woods yet right now either. Utah State is currently in the seventh spot. So we're playing the 10 game. So it'll be, is it Utah State and Air Force? Yes. And then that winner gets who? The two seed in the tournament, I believe. Which as of right now would be Wyoming. Wyoming. Oh, see, I'd rather have Boise State. Wyoming scares the absolute crap out of me. Yeah, I don't want Wyoming in this one. 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in on the Guild Mortgage text line. Uh, Goon Squad just put the PGA on notice. That's what I hear through those comments about (laughs) Phil Mickelson and doing that. Also, a new promo for Shave Butter from Ajay. It's so good the opponent warmed up my face. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? Talking about getting your face warmed up on the sidelines. I did not say lines. get my face warm. I said I got a warm up thrown on my face. You guys are bad listeners. I'm sick as a dog, and I can't even tell what I said. Come on. Wait, is that? Do you, did you get your face warmed up by Leon Rice before or after you blew up your Tom Brady doll? I'm just trying to figure out the timeline. <laughs> did I? Get- Leon Rice. Now we got Leon Rice and my and my Tom Brady bobblehead doll in the same in the film. It's a blow up bobblehead. Oh my god! 
You know, I don't know how that works. I, I don't know how that. Why don't you tell us how it works, Eric? Figure it out and let us know how that exactly works. Uh, Blow up bobblehead. Blow up bobblehead doll. It's just frightening. Uh, Hey, by the way, um, it's in the fourth quarter right now. Ridgeline and Desert Hills. It's a close game. Oh, it is for the state championship game. Ridgeline was up by ten. Yes, uh, Desert Hills has been creeping into it. No, making it close. Uh, when the game is over, when the broadcast concludes, we'll have uh, Dave Simmons on with us okay. uh, to kind of recap the, the, the week. It's been a very busy week for Region 11 teams in St. George. Uh, great day yesterday having four, actually five teams from the region in the, uh, in the uh, semifinals for both boys and girls. But only the Ridgeline girls emerged to advance to a championship game today. Can you explain to me what happened? Because I was at the Aggie game, but someone pulled me inside and said, Hey, did you hear about the Skyview boys basketball ending? Oh, that was wild. Can you tell me what the fetch happened at the end? Because I heard someone got a technical for running on the court. Yep. Added an extra possession. Yep. Give me the deets here, will you well, please? Well, so there were some, some really questionable calls late. Looked like they were going... Snow Canyon's way. Um, Skyview was still trying to hang in it. Um, it's a it's a close game. Uh, Snow Canyon makes... I can't remember. Was it a bucket or was it free throws? I can't remember what it was. I think it was a bucket. And there's 10 seconds left to go. And the ball goes out of bounds. Skyview's going to inbounds the ball. But Snow Canyon players are like celebrating and run onto the court to celebrate with their teammates. But there was no timeout that was called. Oh, no. And so initially, the refs just send them back to the sidelines. And Hurricane John Newbold and Ryan Grunig are going crazy. Like, that should be a technical. And so eventually, timeout does get called to kind of set up what they're going to do on the play. Refs convene at midcourt. They grab the coaches and explain, you can't do that. There was not a timeout called. You can't storm the court. So a technical was assessed to the Snow Canyon bench. It's the right call. It was a correct call. That's the right call. Yeah. So Skyview comes down. They shoot the two free throws. They make them. So now it's a tie game. Oh, my God. Ten seconds to go, and Skyview has possession. Not only do they have to – before they had to go the length of the court, now they get to go to midcourt. So it's like it couldn't have been set up more perfectly to give Skyview a chance in this game to knock off the number one overall seed. Inbounds pass gets stolen. Snow Canyon puts up a three-point shot. It's an air ball. They have a big 6'9", 6'10", 11 guy. Grabs it out of the air, puts it back in. Skyview didn't have any more timeouts. Couldn't stop the clock. Clock expires. Game over. Snow Canyon wins by two. That's a gross way to lose a game. Uh, It was... That really sucks. That was frustrating. Really too bad. Felt felt really bad for Skyview. It's a great season, though. For a team that had lost some talent to come back and get that far in... Oh, yeah. It's a great season for Because there was a stretch in the middle of the year where they were losing games, and there was real questions about this team. Coach Hilliard uh, stayed in the locker room longer than normal. I remember one broadcast, he didn't come out. Normally, he's always really good to come join Hurricane John Newbold on his post-game uh, comments uh, here on this station. And after another loss, he, he never emerged from the locker room. Wow. And after that, they started chipping away, winning some close games and winning games by healthy margins and making it all the way to the state semifinal. 
That's a crappy way to lose a game, though, man. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, yeah. the refs are like, you know, you're, we're going to give you possession, a chance to win it. You turn over the ball, and then you lose on an offensive putback. That's that's tough. Yeah, it is tough. And then in the uh, later game with Ridgeline, um, Desert Hills just what did they do? S- slowed the ball down. Ridgeline came out shooting the ball well-ish early in the game, but um, Desert Hills just slowed the game down. And there were some really quick calls uh, on some of their key on Ridgeline's key players, and uh, got in foul trouble early. Changed their, had to change their game plan. Uh, that made it tough for them. And Desert Hills just uh, never really relinquished uh, their lead. So that was that was a frustrating way as well. I, I, I can't wait for the shot clock era to begin for high school hoops here in the state of Utah. I, it's, I'm so tired of some of these games that in the, the style of play that happens in high school basketball with the pass it around the horn, hold it, wait for somebody to come up and put pressure on you to start the five-second clock, uh, five-second count, dribble, dribble, Pass it around, pass it around, and have a minute and a half pass on the clock before you do anything. I cannot stand that in high school basketball. So the the twenty four or the thirty second clock cannot come soon enough. Hmm. Yeah, it'll be it'll be good to have it there. I agree. So the shot clock era, <laughs> I'm I'm going to embrace it. There's going to be some sloppy possessions. Yes, it's going to take some time to get used to it, but uh, man, it can't get here quick enough. Uh, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to take a break here on the Full Court Press. Call a timeout. Uh, more kind of recaps of the uh, four-way basketball tournaments taking place in St. George and updating what's going on right now with Ridgeline and Desert Hills in the girls' championship game. And then also uh, Aggies played last night, played well. What was the difference last night for USU and how well they played against New Mexico? Hey, Eric, Piranhas text in. I have to say the creepy voice RJ uses in the most recent promo is hellacious. Almost makes me want to change the station. Please stop. <laughs> we haven't had a show in a couple of days, so we can't change the promo yet. Uh, yeah, I yes, I heard it. Today, it's everybody's you know? favorite. I was wondering really what I was, what I was listening to. To great radio. Why? That's what it is. Hi, this is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. At White Pine, we value compassion, integrity, and service. We are committed to serving you and treating your family as our family. We will be here when you need us most to listen, to help, and to provide exactly what your circumstances require. At White Pine, we promise to dedicate our time and attention to you and your family. We invite you to come by and meet us. We're confident you'll feel a difference. Advanced Heating and AC, the gold medal winner in the best of Northern Utah, is teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you with the best furnace units available. And now is the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns Cash Valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and AC and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning at 752-7272. Stop by at their showroom west of DI. Online, advancedheating-ac.com. Ascent Aesthetics is a premier aesthetic practice. Drs. Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette of Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat are proud to offer you a professional aesthetics team. The Ascent team is passionate about education, best techniques, products, procedures, and services. If you're looking for help with Botox, fillers, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical-grade facials, or skincare, Ascent will help you feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. See which Ascent service is right for you and learn more at AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com. 
Get your furnace fixed. Call Gary Rick. Since we put that jingle together, everywhere I go, if people see my name and the logo on my shirt, they, they sing it to me. In other words, being on the radio has helped you grow your business. Radio is the quickest way to get a message out. What kind of success have you seen since you've advertised on the radio, Gary? Our business has quadrupled. Visit CashValleyMediaGroup.com. Helping you grow your business. Cash Valley Media Group. Helping your business grow. You want to set yourself apart from the competition? A new leadership MBA at Utah State University will help you lead companies and drive change in your organization. You can attend in person in Logan on Thursday evenings or take online interactive classes. Complete your MBA in as little as a year. Apply before March 15th to be considered for summer semester. Contact the MBA office for a waiver of the $55 application fee. Learn more at utahstatemba.com. That's utahstatemba.com. The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to Full Court Press. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Actually, we have the uh, technological ability to do a live look in. It's a tie ball game. It's not much time left on the clock. Ridgeline and Desert Hills for the 4A girls state title. Nick Zollinger and David Simmons on the call. 12 seconds. Oh, Stolen out of Turley. her hands. Time, time out, out again. Time, time out. out. She does get it. it. They got it. And she got it back in her hands. Wow. Turlington with the quick hands again. The Desert Hills faithful wanted to travel. I Emily almost, didn't have the ball to travel with. I agree. It was knocked out of her hands by Turlington. But I almost think this benefits Ridgeline. Yeah, she went a little too soon. She did. She started her attack at about 12 seconds. With a high pick and roll from Macy Brown. Just spread. Just everybody yeah. spread. And then if they just pack it in to try to get Emily, you have shooters out there. Kick it and let one of them make yeah, a three trust to win one it. one of your teammates to make a shot here. We might be looking at overtime, Dave. It's, it's, it's uh, what is it, your Mike, Mike Cant? Yeah, well, Rick, I'm you, not going to say that ever again because <laughs> Skyview was in a Mike Cant situation. That means you might win, you can't lose. And, boy, things didn't turn out for them. And so you got to get the ball yeah. in bounds here, yes. and you got to get it in Emily Skinner's hands. You're, You're going to throw right. it underneath the basket, and it's under their own basket. Just pop her out here to the baseline. There it is. They got the ball in her hands. Emily oh. tries to drive baseline. She now comes out. She kicks it. There it is. Brindley Weiss three oh, ball blocked. is blocked, and Panua oh. gets hit, and oh, they're coming good. the other direction. See, they didn't now, call a foul. Oh my goodness! If you call a foul there, I think on either player, it's the wrong call. Brindley Weiss gets contact on her three-point attempt. It was blocked by Jacobson. Yeah, it was a good play. Great play. And then Hallie Smith and Baya Fanua are scrambling for the loose ball, and there's definitely contact there. But it's the first thing, first time I got anything good to say about these officials because <laughs> they kept the whistle out of their mouth, and they are going to let these girls decide the outcome here in overtime. Ten points in that quarter for Ridgeline. Two, four, six. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 for Desert Hills. So Desert Hills took that quarter. Yeah, they've taken the half, and the 30 half. to 28. Yep. Oh, no, it's got to be more than that. I could have something wrong. We always know when I can have 30 something 30 to wrong. 18. I'm sorry. 30 to 18 in the, it's in the half. 45, 45 at the end of regulation. And both teams are going to regroup here. Yeah, Four minutes definitely doesn't add up. Four minutes back on the clock. We'll be back in just a moment. All right. So. Man, that is crazy. Woo. Okay, so wait. 
Who is the foul on? I'm so confused right now because uh, <laughs> I love Nick Zollinger too, by the way. It is my dream <laughs> to do a game with him. I love that guy to death. Um, but so what is the situation? Can we reset somehow? Like what the heck's going on? Well, it was tie game. Uh, opportunity to do the last second shot. It was blocked. And um, time basically runs out. You no know, timeout was called. So we're going to overtime, correct? Yeah, that's what yeah. it sounds like. So we got right. uh, extra extra time. So that's what I love. Game is being played out on 104.5 The Ranch right now. Uh, we'll do another look in here in a little bit. Uh, but uh, Dave Simmons, Nick Zollinger on the call. Ridgeline Riverhawks trying to get the 4A Girls Basketball Championship going up against Desert Hills. Um, next year, it sounds like this uh, championship tournament is going to be moving to Logan. From uh, some of the rumblings that I'm hearing, that's not confirmed. It's not confirmed, but it sounds like that's it's heading in that direction. About freaking time. <laughs> it's been a little while. Yeah. Uh, hey, let's see. Eight nine six eight. I can't. I don't have my glasses. I can't see this. In Las Vegas, the Wyoming team may not get those calls on the Skyview game. It seems like they took a page out of Utah State's book. Oof. Maybe. Now, well, okay, so here's the thing about the, the the first part of that text. Wyoming won't get those calls in Vegas, and Boise State, I can tell you right now, will not get those calls in Vegas either. Not on a neutral court. <laughs> they will not get that sort, that, that sort of support. No way. So, uh, I would imagine, like, and, and I don't, I don't want to say there's a conspiracy theory, but I feel like the Mount West is going to be like, man, whatever we can do to get our guys, you know, to get our teams into the NCAA tournament, we'll do it. Because right now they have a four-bid league, so they'll do what they can to help out in that regard. Okay. I know you're all about the conspiracy theorists. And no, but really, right? Manufacturing who yeah. wins and who advances. Yeah. So you can get four teams in. Just so all four teams can lose in the first round. <laughs> uh, the, the the Mountain West is in a good position to send four teams. And I think that maybe regardless of what happens in the tournament, the Mountain West is going to be sending four teams. Yeah. Six are in the top 65 in the net. It's a strong, strong conference. Uh, UNLV has been moving up in the net. They're now a top 100 team. Um, Nevada... You know, it's kind of come and go, but the uh, the Mountain West is a good league, so yeah. the Mountain West is going to get four teams. Be pretty cool. I'll take it. Be pretty awesome. Nine three one five text in. Can we have a recap of the USU basketball game last night, though, through the eyes of the janitor? Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we dominated the first. Five minutes of basketball. Bettino called a timeout early, lost his mind on his team, and he, he he did what his dad would do. He pulled his team on that first timeout, it was the 32nd, and he didn't let any of them sit down. Like, everybody was up. <laughs> just, I mean, and he pulled them like halfway onto the court and just lit, ripped into them. Um... Brock Miller came in. I thought he brought a really great spark for the team as well. I mean, he only had three points in the game, but he had three great looks too. Uh, 
defensively, I thought our team was great. I thought defensively we were phenomenal. Uh, offensively in the second half, everything got bogged down. Like offensively, it was really ugly there for a little bit. Uh, last couple of games, we're seeing more of uh, Shimon. Yeah. Yes. Why do you think that is? Because Doris isn't cutting it. I mean, do do we want the blunt answer? I I mean, at this point in the season, I mean, we've we haven't. I don't know. It just seemed like it. Not. I'm not. I'm just. This is just an open question. Like, why? Why is Shimon getting more minutes now? I mean. Yeah. Has he finally started to figure some things out? Probably in practice. I mean, I'm not there at practices, so I can't really answer that one. But I would imagine that Shimon's done some pretty good things in practice that have said, hey, well, let's give this guy some minutes and give it a run. He did well in the last game, I thought. I thought he played well in this one as well. Um, in last night against New Mexico, uh, they got some good size and some good height. And by the way, the way that this defense, this Aggie defense, locked down uh, Jalen House, I thought was really impressive. The guy had 40-something against who? Colorado State? Or no, Wyoming. Um, and they locked him down. Yeah, we had only got two points. I was so impressed with just the Aggie defense overall I thought was absolutely awesome. That bean block was really good. Uh, it met him at the backboard. Um, and it just, yeah, it was a really, I mean, defensively I thought they stood out really, really well. Uh, we're also seeing uh, more minutes out of Z, Amoda. Yeah, how about that? I like that. Uh, I, I like giving him extended opportunities to better understand the flow of, of basketball at this level, uh, use his athleticism. He's going to make some mistakes, but um, he needs to learn what it means to, yes. to compete at this level. Yes, yeah, and, and he'll so get there too. He needs too. to continue to earn more trust. And from use the his coach. athleticism. Like he's got great athleticism, getting to the rim. Three points, one steal, one assist, four boards. In ten minutes of play, I'll take it off the bench. He'll get there. It, it yep. Just he brings a different element to what the, the starters normally have, and just that different kind of punch off the bench. When him and Idle Rock are on the court together, that is a and Berstow, That is a tough group to guard. It is almost nearly impossible to guard. Uh, six eight nine one says, "Do we know who's winning the girls' basketball game?" Eric. <laughs> okay, so uh, game's gone into overtime. Uh, Ridge Line and Desert Hills, um, and uh, this was Ridge Line led for most of this game. Yeah, and Desert Hills has slowly, uh, slowly but away. surely been yep. chipped into it, into that lead and uh, forced overtime. Ridge Line had a chance to win it in regulation, had their shot blocked, time ran out. In fact, uh, we need to take time out here. But before we do that, just a quick look in. Let's do it. As to what's going on right now in the overtime game of the 4A state championship. This is live, by the way. Live. Uh, you can tune over if you want and, and catch the end of this game on 104.5 The Ranch. But here's Nick Zollinger and Dave Simmons on the call of the 4A state basketball championship for girls basketball. So Heaton does step to the line. She has made her last two. Has not missed. She's two for two. First free throw for her is long. Oh, oh she boy. gets a beautiful roll. That hit the back iron and then came all the way forward, hit the front iron, and spun back in. Had a lot of backspin, didn't it? Yeah, it sure did. Two-point lead for Desert Hills. Second free throw, pure, right down the gut. 
three-point lead, 50 to 47, 48 seconds remaining. It's Livingston. Gives to Dally. Dally picks up her dribble, goes to Livingston, gives off to Weiss, and she scores it. Yeah, they got to get a stop. Down one. Good pass. 30 seconds remaining. They're trying to foul Turlington, and they finally do get her with 25 seconds remaining. I don't hate this, fouling a little bit early like this. Yeah, it definitely extends the game. 25 seconds on the clock. If she happens to miss one of these and you can get downhill and get an easy bucket at the rim, but really Desert Hills has done a great job in this second half making things hard on Ridgeline. Long on the free throw by Turlington. Yeah, did not look comfortable at the line that time. Turlington hasn't been to the line all game, I don't believe. Uh, No, she has not. Got a rebound here. Second free throw is good. good. Up two. Down two with the ball. 25 seconds to play for Ridgeline. Elise Livingston crosses half court with 20 seconds. Gets a screen from Smith. Doesn't use it. And a timeout called by Jinx. Coach Jinx. What do you do here, Dave? Do you look for a three-point shot to win the game, or do you try to get another bucket and get into double overtime? Um, it's the old take-what-they-give-you type of thing. Okay. I mean, I, you don't love going into double overtime without Emily Skinner, but you've pretty much played the entire over, first overtime without her. I mean, you definitely have the guy, the players to be able to do it. But I would say get somebody at the top and attack and if you got a layup take your layup if you don't you have shooters that are going to be out there capable of making it so you put but the ball in elise livingston's hand that's what and i was going to ask going you downhill. you know better than me on who the ball should be whose hands the ball should be in right at the top do you know what i take the matchup if it's if number 20 heaton is on hallie smith or elise that's the matchup i want i don't want to attack turlington she's, she's extremely quick. good defensively same with Via Fanua. So if I can get a matchup with Elise Livingston or Hallie Smith with Heaton on her, I'm taking that matchup. That's the one that I like the most. Well, let's see what they can do here. Two, they're down, Ridgeline down two, 51 to 49. 15.8 seconds in left in overtime. Be aware, Paige Dally and Brindley Weiss can sh- both shoot the ball from beyond the arc. They get, get it into, get Macy, it into Brown. Macy Brown. Macy's going to attack. She goes all the way to the basket. She's fouled. Yeah, she just put her head yeah, down and went did. right at Clough. And the sophomore, Macy Brown, is going to have two foul shots to tie this ball game up with 11 seconds on the clock for Ridgeline. Again, there's still 11 seconds. A lot of she time. She makes them both. There's a lot of time Even here. if she misses, you can foul. She makes that one. Yeah, if she makes this foul shot, you got to play good defense without fouling. And you got to slow down this attack you're going to get from Desert Hills. I like pressure on the ball right here on the inbounds. She made them both. on the inbounds, and here comes Hallie Smith. She's got them both there. Oh, she's going to get downhill. She's got a head of steam. Timeout by Coach. I don't know why he called that. By Fanua had a head of steam. And and she had had Brindley Weiss. Brindley Weiss and Macy Brown, two probably players that, she has a speed advantage against. The yeah. coach comes out here and calls a timeout with eight seconds. They're going to have to inbounds it right here at half court. I'm with you, Dave. Oof. That's a mismatch via Fanua coming downhill against your four, your power forward and your center. And I think she could have taken that all the way to the rim. It was 
Yep, they both scored six in this yep. overtime session. Yep, it's uh, well, it's quite a state championship game here, isn't it? I'd say it is. How's your nerves now? Not uh, just worse. Just kind of worse. <laughs> Only worse. Just a little bit worse. Yeah, just a little. How bit much worse. more can a man handle? It's uh, 8.1 seconds remaining in this overtime, 51-51. But Desert Hills with the ball. I hate this situation. That this is feels now, like now one of you're those. In a, you're in a Mike camp for the other team. Desert Hills might win, can't lose. So but, it's Ridgeline. But you said it again. I'm never going to say it again. This is about the same. It was 10 seconds left on the clock when it happened to to, to uh, Skyview. Skyview yesterday. Yeah, you, you guard can... like crazy right now. Yeah. Guard like crazy and see if you can get a steal. They're gapping via Fanua with Elise Livingston, and you got Hallie Smith oh. on Turlington. Just let her get it right in to Jacobson, and now Turlington, six seconds, Five. four seconds. Jacobson to Turlington. Jump shot there for the is. win. No oh, good. No good. Wow, we're going into double overtime. Double David. overtime. Wow. This is chaos, folks. Oh, oh. Bonus coverage on 104 of the ranch. We have two play-by-play -play guys, by the way. Ridgeline and Desert Hills going into double overtime in the 4A Girls State Championship. Uh, Dave Simmons and Nick Zollinger on that uh, bonus coverage of what's going on live in St. George. We do need to take a timeout. We'll do that now here on the Full Court Press. Vehicle, buy it from a name that Utah has trusted for over 95 years. For generations, the Murdoch Auto Team has given Utah's pre-owned car, truck, and SUV buyers a comfortable, no-pressure buying experience. So go for the gold this February and get 1.99% financing for 72 months, plus no payments for 90 days, and a complimentary gift with every pre-owned vehicle purchase. When you walk through our doors, you feel like family at Murdoch Hyundai or online at MurdochHyundai.com. 1.99% APR must finance through GWCU. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for complete details. Offer ends 2 the new year isn't the only thing we're celebrating here at Alpine Home Medical. This year marks our 25th anniversary, and we couldn't be happier to serve you. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent. If you haven't shopped with us, we'd love for you to make us your one-stop shop for any of your home medical needs. They're always changing, so please don't hesitate to stop by any of our 10 locations throughout Utah and southern Idaho. Or online at alpinehomemedical.com. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Your team's in the locker room ready to get out there and play to win, but you see a player you don't recognize. They're wearing your jersey and even know your coach's name, but who are they? Would you let this stranger look at your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing attacks work. In 2020, the number of phishing attacks against businesses doubled compared to the previous year. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. Hi, this is Rusty Allen with LSS Insurance. I get asked all the time, do I have to sign up for Medicare? Check out our website, lssins.com, or call 752-9493. Medicare doesn't have to be confusing. We have the answers to all your questions and will help each step of the way. With decades of experience, we'll guide you through each step. There is no cost to work with LSS Insurance. We make Medicare easy. Call 752-9493. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
Ah, we got double overtime going on at the campus of Dixie State University in the 4A Girls Basketball State Championship game. Ridgeline and Desert Hills tied at 51 at the end of of, uh, overtime. So we have a double OT going on between these uh, two girls' programs, the number one team versus the number two team. And it looks like Ridgeline trying to get it done without their top player, freshman Emily Skinner, and uh, trying to uh, outlast a team that has a lot of seniors and uh, their team they don't have any seniors for Ridgeline. So contrasting styles and experience uh, taking place down at Dixie State. Again, full play-by-play coverage, uninterrupted, going on on 104.5 The Ranch with Dave Simmons and Nick Zollinger on the call right now. And uh, we'll do another look in uh, here in a little while just to keep updated on what's going on with that game. Yeah, I, you mentioned the experience, right? Like Snow Canyon has that seven seniors on their squad. This doesn't bode well for the rest of the 4A. Desert Hills, you mean? Well, yeah, sorry, Desert Hills. Yeah. This doesn't bode well for the rest of the 4A class for girls basketball when Ridgeline doesn't have one senior on this team and they're back next year and their best player is a freshman. That's I mean, future looks very bright, man. You're yeah, they're gonna be very, they're gonna be back here again. Whether win or lose, they'll be back here again in the next couple of years. No question. Uh, Guild Mortgage text line eight nine six eight. Hope the Mountain West spends the money and gets some decent officials in football and basketball. Be nice to know what it's like to actually have good officiating. I don't know what that's like. I just. I hope this year is just an anomaly because of COVID yeah. and people missing time for illness and things like that. Um, I, I, I hope that's the explanation because if it's anything else, it's either incompetence, uh, it's <clears throat> willful disregard, it's purposeful. Uh, just the other options are not good options when you consider the inconsistency of officiating night to night, venue to venue in the Mountain West Conference. Yeah, and the other part to it is, is um, I mean, there's just too many big games going on with too much on the line. And we've had too many games where things are one-sided. Uh, the free throw line, and there's a controversial call at the end. Uh, it just, I mean, it's, it just can't have, have this. I mean, if it happens once or twice, it happens. But to have it happen consistently is, is where I'm worried the most right now. Um, yeah. Um, but Utah State last night, a good win against New Great Mexico. Win. Yeah. Offense was flowing. Defense was stout. Oh, they were good. Brock Miller was back. That was exciting to have him back. Uh, kind of an emotional lift for the team. Can that, is that enough to carry them against a really tough opponent on Saturday? I, I, <laughs> I think it depends which Aggie team shows up. If we get the Aggie team that won the way they did against New Mexico, I think we're going to have a good chance of winning. If you get the Aggie team that showed up the way they did against Nevada, we don't have a shot. It's going to be a blowout by the end of the first half. You're going to have to be really, really, really good offensively, and you're and you have to play about as good a defense as you did against New Mexico to keep yourself in it. Um... Because this, I mean, this team has three. Honestly, there's three candidates for first team All Mountain West Conference on this team alone that are really, really good, and uh, two of them are going to get left off. But uh, I, I like their chances at home. Senior night, I like their chances here. 
Uh, the other games last night of the Mountain West, Fresno State demolishing Air Force 65-40. to uh, UNLV beating Nevada, as we mentioned earlier, 62-54. to But really the big showdown was in Boise last night with the Broncos winning 58-57. to uh, Broncos had a big first-half lead. San Diego State had a, a charge, kind of a push there in the second half to make it interesting. But eventually it was Boise State with some late free throws to win that game. I hate to see wait, games wait, wait, decided wait, wait. the yeah, free Yeah, I was going to say, how was that decided again? Instead of Extra Mile Arena, free throws for Boise State, huh? Cool. Yeah. That's home cooking. Uh, free throw disparity last night, 26 attempts for Boise, 11 for San Diego State. I'm telling you, they aren't going to get that beneficiary when we get to the Vegas tournament. They won't get that. And Wyoming won't get it either. Abu Kijab with 12, uh, 21 points. For, uh, for Boise State. Uh, Armus, who's been really tough for the Aggies to handle, he only scored two wow. for Boise. Really? How much? Uh, or how did Marcus Shaver Jr. do? Uh, he had 12. Okay. Yeah. Uh, dude, I was... I know we've had it before, but the closer we get to it and you got to make decisions on awards and such, that first team, all Mount West Conference... Player of the year, newcomer of the year is going to be a huge, huge debate. That is going to be tough. Yep. That will be tough. Absolutely. Uh, another quick timeout here in the full court press. Uh, when we come back in, in uh, looking ahead to next hour as well, um, there's been some controversy at free throw, <coughs> or excuse me, at the post game handshake lines. Uh, we've seen uh, Ryan Odom get heated on a few occasions to the other coach. St. Mary's game, Boise State game, a couple notable ones. Certainly it's become. Now infamous, what happened between Michigan and Wisconsin, but um, should should we abolish the handshake line, or is it an important fundamental aspect of sportsmanship that must be continued? Also, the All Star Weekend is has come and gone, and uh, Jazz looking to finish out the regular season now after this little break. Uh, some thoughts on that. So uh, yeah, it's all that's coming up. On the Full Court Press, love to have you participate as well on our Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. Daryl's Appliance is the best place to buy Whirlpool appliances, and we just sweeten the pot. This is Jay with Daryl's Appliance. Receive our exclusive $200 mail-in rebate on select Whirlpool air fry ranges and over-the-range microwaves. Wait, there's more. Double dip with our presidential savings going on now. It's as good as it sounds. This is a limited-time offer, so hurry in. Daryl's West on Airport Road, open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. Hey, did you drop the ball on Valentine's Day? If so, I can help you make up for it. This is Jarek from Jarek's Fine Jewelry. No matter where you're at in your relationship, we have something she'll love. Stop in and we'll help you pick her out a thoughtful yet inexpensive necklace, pair of earrings, bracelet, watch, or even if you're ready for the next step, with our selection of over 3,000 designs, we'll find her the perfect engagement ring. Even after Valentine's Day, it's all about the romance. Make it special, make it Jarek's. Cache Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cache Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us, or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. 
Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally. Now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Another quick live look in at what's going on between the Ridgeline Riverhawks and the Desert Hills Thunder in the 4A Girls State uh, Basketball Championship in double overtime. Closing seconds of uh, double OT, and uh, we join Dave Simmons and Nick Zollinger on the call. Girls, that regardless of make or miss, well, if we if we make, just get back and get out of the way. If we miss, immediately foul. You like the foul? I like the foul. I don't want I don't want the ball to be down here on Ridgeline's part of the court, and then to have a chance to beat us. If we foul, they can't beat us, right? Right. Right. So I, I immediately foul. Maybe not immediately. But I foul on this part of the court before they're attempting to throw up a shot. That may be why Coach Jenks, well, she's got no, there's no timeouts left. No, for so either you, team. either team. You've got to get it and go. And if I'm if I'm Desert Hills, maybe I'm watching for the outlet. Yeah. Because somebody's going to turn and try to whip it. I don't know. I guess a, a half-court shot, if it goes in to push into overtime. It's up to Turnington right now, it. though. Oh, she misses, misses it. Oh. oh, and Jacobson gets the rebound. It's over. Yeah, why wouldn't you tie her up? Why wouldn't you tie her up? I don't know. You got to box out and get rebounds. In fact, if you tie her up, you got the ball back. Yeah. Didn't Desert Hills get the tip again? I don't know. That's yeah, it, though, know. folks. 58 55 is the final. Desert Hills wins over Ridgeline. In an epic state championship ball game. That really was. Ah, that's too bad. Too bad. Uh, In double overtime, there have been some great games down there in uh, in St. George in this uh, basketball tournament, but unfortunately, some of our Region 11 teams coming up on the short end of those with Skyview yesterday, now Ridgeline today in the title game, losing to Desert Hills 58 255. Uh, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, coming up a little bit, we'll get into the Aggies, the Mountain West. Um, handshake lines. Should we continue those? Should it be time to move away from them? One very notable coach has a very strong opinion about it. Uh, but before we do that, uh, remind you about Napa Auto Parts. Uh, they've got the uh, best prices on the best parts. They're locally owned with five locations from Preston to Providence. And um, They've got the Napa know-how to help you get the right part for the, your vehicle or the other things you can find there as well. They've got great deals on a lot of different items to help you out at uh, Napa Auto Parts, five locations from Preston to Providence. And also just want to remind you that today, nominations begin for the Best of Northern Utah, presented by Campbell Snacks, home of Pepperidge Farm. And uh, so support your favorite local businesses, nominate them today, at bestofnorthernutah.com. And um, it's whether it's your favorite place to get a sandwich, uh, the best mechanic, the best car dealer, the best doctor, chiropractor, best place to get a haircut, uh, hundreds of different options uh, to nominate a business for, uh, best workplace. And to go on to bestofnorthernutah.com today, nominate your favorite business. Nominations open for two weeks. And so uh, feel free to hop on there and nominate your favorites. 
And uh, we appreciate the Campbell's Snacks for being our title sponsor this year. Uh, so coming up next hour on the Full Court Press, uh, we'll we'll check in with Dave. It's uh, a recap of what happened at the state uh, tournament this weekend, uh, or this week, down in St. George. And, uh, again, look at the Utah State Aggies after a nice win over New Mexico. And the All-Star break, what did we learn? I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. When Ben Simmons and James Harden were traded for one another, many expected the 76ers to make a huge leap. Harden's one of the best scorers in the NBA. The Sixers also get rid of Ben Simmons and his contract. He's been a headache to deal with all season, but before we go crowning the Sixers as favorites in the East, let's remember James Harden's past. There's no doubt Harden is talented, one of the more talented offensive players of all time. But the All-Star has had his issues with every team he's been on. And it's not like he's been without a supporting cast. He's been with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul and Dwight Howard and Kyrie Irving, and now Joel Embiid. A lot of players would love to have those types of teammates, but Harden has forced his way out of all of those situations. There's no denying James Harden is one of the game's more talented scorers, but when you consider his track record, certainly his track record when it comes to the postseason, it'll be interesting to see how well James Harden and Joel Embiid can coexist. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. And now, a message from Discover about real rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that you actually want and something that you can actually use, something like cashback match. Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, because when it comes to rewards, you can't go wrong with cash back. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations to apply. Is your current home loan the right fit for you? Near historic low rates may be a great reason to refinance, but when matched with an expertly chosen loan from Loan Depot, you could be saving money and paying more towards the bottom line. Call a Loan Depot loan officer and ask about our 27-year smart term loan or our 10-year arm loan. Get a great rate matched with a great loan by calling 866-888-LOAN or visit Loan Depot at Loan Depot, home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 17445. Winter weather means your car is working harder. Get the parts to make your car run its best from your locally owned Napa Auto Parts stores. Receive a $20 rebate on the purchase of any Napa Legend battery. A 16-ounce can of seafoam mortar treatment, $7.99. A gate mouth tool bag, $5.99. And stock up on Blue Heat Ice Melt, 50-pound bag, $10. Always the best prices on the best parts at your five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. The NC. AA Tournament on Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, and online at 1069thefan.com. you need to know. Major League Baseball spokesperson, a Major League Baseball spokesperson says the league is serious about canceling games for this upcoming season if a new labor deal doesn't get done 
by February 28th. The league also mentioning players would lose out on salary from those missed games. Now, spring training games are supposed to get going on March 5th, but expect that start date to get pushed back soon. The league and the Players Association will meet again tomorrow for a fourth straight day and reports pointing to both sides still very far apart in regards to their negotiations. Packers general manager Brian Gutekun said today he's not putting a deadline on quarterback Aaron Rodgers to make a decision on his plans for the 2022 season. And when asked about trading Rodgers, the prospects of that, Gutekun said he is not going down that road. And Kevin Walker and the Knicks mutually agreed to withhold him out of the lineup for the rest of the season. Walker plans on using that time to prepare for the next year. I'm Brian Fenley. A presentation of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> I think so. Microphones are on. Marker eight ten go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Schools. Also's gonna take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Ajay Selvason. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, Ajay, you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in, whether it's on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, the 106.9 The Fan mobile app, streaming online, 1069thefan.com, or listening to our podcasts after the fact. Uh, Monday, as I'm making my drive home down in southern Utah, I was pulling up different apps and listening to games, checking in on my drive. Glad to have that option. And unfortunately, we just had one game just go final. And uh, the championship game, double overtime in the 4A Girls Basketball Championship for Utah High School Activities Association. And unfortunately, it was Desert Hills beating Ridgeline 58-55, to the number two team beating the number one team. And um, experience kind of won out there, I think. Yeah, but here's in, the thing is, one. Eric, Ridgeline's going to be back next year, next year, the next year. The year after that, and probably the year after that. Yeah, those, those girls will get an opportunity. No seniors to get a, on this year's team, and they trophy. still did what they did. Yeah, that's true. They need to be very proud of themselves. And, I, and in fact, all, all this Region 11 squads who were able to get this far as semifinals and championship need to be proud of themselves for being able to do that. It's uh, some great talent in the 4A, and, and uh, I thought our, our, our squads represented very, very well, and they're going to be just fine. Going into next year, uh, that Ridgeline girls team will be very, very fine coming into next year and the year after that too. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, we are—I uh, know the, the guys are in their post game right now, but we're looking at uh, lining up Dave Simmons uh, a little bit later on this hour to join us to not only recap today's game but just the tournament as a whole 
as it played out, Region 11 competed really well um, it, it, up until yesterday, where only Ridgeline was, uh, Ridgeline girls, the only team to advance to the title games today. So the title game for the boys is a Region 10, it's an all Region 10 game. Um, it's uh, number one versus number two. I mean, chalk worked, RPI worked. And really, RPI worked really well through most of this tournament. And uh, the, the upper seeds almost always advanced and moved on. Um, but um, the one thing that is that didn't work well are just some of the logistics of this game. In fact, of this tournament, that's what 6543 uh, texts in on our Guild Mortgage text line. Uh, 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in. But this is what 6543 has to say. Please pass on to UHSAA that this 4A tournament was a logistical nightmare for the Mm. teams in the north end. Hopefully they can modify the tournaments before the next alignment. I would agree. Like, setting in the southern or northern Utah just doesn't work. Find a middle point. So I was actually thinking about this last night. Because we were trying to make the case that it should find a neutral spot somewhere in the middle of the state. We were joking that uh, we should set up some courts and like in some field in Scipio because that's really there we go. midway point. Love but, it. And you can't really do that. But um, if you do that, if you hold this tournament under the current alignment, the way things are now, if you set the tournament up in Provo, for example, every school has to travel and stay Overnight, virtually. I mean, is it possible for a, a Region 11 team to go down and come back? Yeah, those are those are really late nights, but yes, it is possible. But if you hold it closer to one side of, of, of the one region versus the other, you only have to travel half of your teams. Yep, exactly. And you only have to find hotels for half of your teams. So if it is in Logan next year, Region 11 or yeah, Region 11 doesn't have to worry about buses and charter buses and hotels cuz they're all here. Only the Region 10 teams would need to do that. But just, it's the the problem goes beyond just the the travel and the distance. It's everything else that was going on this week in St. George that really made it tough. Yeah. You had Parade of Homes. You had a huge soccer tournament. You had a huge baseball tournament. You had a balloon festival. You had an art festival. People are coming from all over to southern Utah this week and trying to find hotel accommodations and get fans and and, uh, family down there to support these teams is next to impossible. Yeah, that's a good point. Isn't it normally like on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday? uh Uh-huh. So doing it on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was also weird. Uh, Terrell Baldwin texted and he says, UVU is probably the best site. UVU would be a great site, actually, for this. I think it would be the best site. But I don't know if it's being taken up by other or uh, other uh, classification tournaments. That's what you also got to work around. I mean, does that college team have a home game? What's their home slate look like? Uh, does there another classification that's, that's down there? And do you have to work around those games? There's a lot that goes into it to plan for these kind of things. It's not just a, you know, straight up whim. <laughs> uh, five two five three, long text here. So hang, 
Hang with us on this one. Hey, really quickly, before you get to that one, then, let me get this one here. 3331, okay. I texted in earlier in the uh, late part, the uh, first hour. Oh, okay. Says San Diego State missed two free throws with seven seconds left that could have iced it. Yeah, Matt Bradley, out of all the people, is the one that missed the two free throws, too. Out of all the guys, the potential player of the year in the Mountain West mm-hmm. Conference missed the free throws. So that that doesn't help. All right, Eric, sorry, go ahead. Okay, this is from 5253. Why can hockey players fight all games, uh, all games, sometimes literally, and shake hands after a good contest? But college basketball wants to accommodate pettiness because poor sports can't take a loss like men. Mm. Handshake lines show maturity. If they can't handle a loss with grace, I don't think they're mature enough or, frankly, man enough to be competing at any level, much mm. less in one that is representative of a higher education institution. Show us you'll teach our kids how to be adults if you want us to pay their tuition. Oh man, handshake lines. I never I li- thought this I, li- would, I never I like that take by the way. I never thought this would become a problem ever. I never thought this would become a problem. But here it is, it's became an issue. Um and it's <laughs> it's not good. Uh, yeah, this is a, in fact, we'll get into this in a little bit, a couple more technical. We, we've had a few skirmishes this year. Yeah. Not just the, I mean, the, what happened with Michigan and Wisconsin obviously has amplified it. It but sure has. It was not an isolated incident this year. No. There's been a few skirmishes just within the last like week and a half, two yeah. weeks. Uh, re- before we continue on, here's a few other texts to actually go into our, uh, just previous topic. We'll, uh, 6789, Emory High School alumnus here. We have embarrassingly nice gym precisely because 1A and 2A would host their state tournaments there. And we were 3A, centrally located. Mm. Wow. I like that. Yeah, what? Who says it has to be at a university? At a university, venue? yeah. If you can find a gym... That would be able to accommodate a high school tournament. Do it there. I have no problem with that. We played the Mount West Conference Tournament at the Thomas Mack Center. Home of the UNLV Rebels. It's not a big deal. I'm sure. I mean, I don't know where else you're going to play it, though. Yeah. I don't know how else you do it. 6543. Why can't they play intra-region championships and have the winners of the each region play for the state title. Problem is, there's only two regions in our class. Yeah, they just just don't have enough schools yeah, to do it. Now, like, hopefully the next alignment will fix that, right? But that's not for a full other year. Yeah, I was going to say two years. Yeah, you're right, full other year. So, so it's not happening this summer. It'll happen the next <clears throat> summer. So we're going to have another year the way things are now with a region in the far north and a region in the far south and nothing in between. Yeah, and so it's kind of hard to do a re- inter-region championship and then have them, because that's what you really did this year is you had Ridgeline and then Desert Hills. That was it. That was the two regions in our class. That's that's the only way you could do it. Uh, 6891 said yes, what that guy said. I think that was in reference to the uh, handshake line when I saw that text come through. Uh, eight seven three nine, or is that in regards to the UVU site? Uh, I think it was just after I finished reading the the long text about handshake lines and sportsmanship. Two dollars and fifty cents says it's about Terrell Baldwin. (laughs) Okay. Eight seven nine or eight seven three nine says Green Canyon girls only one senior. Yeah, they are going to be competitive. Oh, never mind. You're right. Fetch. I owe you two dollars and fifty cents. Yes. Dang it. 
get you a cheeseburger for the day. Uh, yeah, green. I mean, there's some talent coming up in this. Like you could see Eric a one and two from Region 11 in girls basketball next year. You really could. And Skyview was competitive too. Absolutely. Yeah, don't leave them out. Yeah. Uh, five eight six zero. I was down in St. George this weekend for a soccer tournament and got caught in the weather on the way back. It was a mess. No places to eat and hotels were nearly a thousand. Are you kidding me? A thousand for three nights. Yeah, oh yes. How can we ask families to do that on a consistent basis? Yeah. Oh my gosh. See, the, the That's hotel horrible. situation was a complete joke because the hotels like they knew they, they know President's Day weekend is a big weekend in St. George. So they jack up their rates because they know you don't have options and you're gonna have to pay the rate. I mean I had to get a hotel for uh, Rod Zundel to get down there. Thankfully, I mean, Nick and, and uh, Dave, they went in with a couple of their f- other families that were already going down there since they're basketball families with kids yeah. who play. And so they did like an Airbnb or a VRBO, <clears throat> but it was it was double That's what I would do. normally pay to send somebody to do a game. Wow, $1,000 for three nights. That's, yeah, that's horrible. I, I totally agree with 5860. How do you... How do you make that work? There's just, just no way. You can't do it's the state fair. tournament in St. George yeah. with everything else that's going with on. With everything else going this on. Weekend. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That's too bad. Uh, 8003. Let the region that the state champion comes from be it in the north or the south, and they host. Ooh. Uh, Aj, you feeling okay? No. Honestly, I feel like absolute crap right now. <laughs> But, but I love the show, and I love Eric more so the show uh, and our listeners. Yeah, glad you're yeah, glad you're here. Uh, <laughs> Nine three one five. How many sports do handshakes? Wrestling still does them, and I have never yep. seen a fight break out. Yeah, just take care of the problem by winning on the court or the mat or the field. Am I wrong? Or take it like a man, right? Who 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 sent that text? Um, take the loss like a man. Grow up. Seriously, like I just can't. We, we, you're adults. Act like it. Shake the hand. Get out of the way. Move on. Do your post game interview and move on to the next game. Okay, so uh, Tom Izzo got fired up over this subject. So we uh, we've got the long version and I've got the trimmed down version. Which should we play? Uh, the long version because it it it. I feel like the trimmed down version is going to give you out of context. Okay, we'll do that. And I just love seeing, like, I, I just love this comment. I honestly agree with everything he said. It's it's a little over three minutes. It's about four minutes long. But it's good. But it, it adds context. It's good. It's measured. 5253. Do I get a good. cut of that $2.50? <laughs> Probably. Why not? 2776. Capitalism, baby. <laughs> Capitalism. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah, we we've seen Ryan Odom get animated a couple times yes. this season, but not but line. not for this kind of pettiness. We, we've seen some pushing and shoving, some handshake lines in basketball. Yeah, now, uh, they don't do a handshake Nevada. line for football. No, but we see it in basketball. We see it in hockey. We see yeah. it baseball. Uh, base, baseball, they don't do they? Uh, in college yeah. baseball, they do. High school baseball, they do. In fact, I've got a story for you after Tom Izzo. But. Um. I'm not sure on soccer. I, I think don't, they do. I don't know about soccer. Someone help us out, soccer soccer people. Yeah, high school soccer, do they do handshake lines? 
So bottom line is here, you know, there was a there was an ugly incident between Michigan and Wisconsin. You've all seen it. Yeah. And so Tom Izzo, the head coach for the Michigan State Spartans, was asked his opinion, should it be abolished? Because some coaches, some sports media people have been advocating that it's time to do away with the handshake line. And this was his response. And I do got to comment on that since that's not insulting to anybody. That, to me, would be the biggest farce, joke, ridiculous nature of anything I've ever heard of. We've already taught these poor 18-year-olds that when, when you know, you're told to go to class and you don't like it, you can leave. We've already told these kids if you're not happy, you can do something else. We've already told these kids that it's hard to hold them accountable and now we're going to tell them to not man up and walk down a line on someone who's kicked your butt and have enough class to shake their hand is utterly ridiculous. So if the president said it, I think he's full of it. If the best coach in America said it, I think that gets me way more than this incident. Because we're already teaching these kids nothing. And then we're going to do something like that. I mean, I'm going to tell you something. In the last three games, Trace Jackson recruited him hard. I don't like his dad. I love his dad. Great, great guy. I mean, I went down and congratulated him. I told him that it's been glad he stayed another year. It's been fun to have him in the league. Frazier, I said to him in the line, you know, a lot of people get credit on your team, but what you did today defensively, running your team, not taking a shot forever, I said, am I happy for the league that you came back? Now, I said, for me, I wish your tail was out of here. Okay? But those are like, those are the moments when um, I just think that you learn the most about people. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't like it last year when we some people waved, you know. I didn't care if I got COVID. I'm going to go down there and shake the guy's hand. And I'm going to try to shake the player's hand. And I don't know what they do in every sport. But somebody says, well, they don't do that in football. Hell, are you kidding me? There's changing jerseys. I mean, I'm a little bit in the Magic Johnson thing when he said that uh, Pat Riley would say, don't be talking to anybody from the Celtics before the game. But when the series was over, you know, that's when the respect factor came. So the people that are saying that are the same people that don't want to teach players accountability, respect, or anything else. How about if we do this? Instead of not having the line, my buddy Mariucci, when he got the San Francisco 49er job, he had a deal where they practiced how they were going to go from the locker room to the, to the field and played the national anthem and how they were going to tuck their helmets under their arm and went through the whole national anthem in practice. I thought that was awesome. So maybe we should teach people how to shake hands and what to do 
And you didn't hit a sore spot with what happened. You hit a sore spot with that. I think that is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. If that's what we've come to, shame on whoever said it. In my humble opinion, I got to make sure I say in my opinion because we're all allowed to have an opinion now. So in my opinion, that is asinine. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Tom Izzo. Strong opinion there about the handshake line. It needs to stay. 8003 texting. Uh, the soccer handshake line is pregame. They'll usually shake hands after the game, but it's also not organized. So here's the thing. <clears throat> and I agree with them. Like you're adults. Whether you win or lose, you shake your hand after the game. If you were a winner and the losing team to come shake your hand, you'd be bugged by it. So why would you be any different if you lost that game? Um, it was a disgusting scene, what we saw with Michigan and Wisconsin. Uh, it was a classless on both John Howard's part and the Wisconsin coach part. Um, uh, I don't know about... he, Dude, he stepped in his way and put his hands on him. He was trying to explain why he called the timeout. No, you don't, you don't put your hands on somebody, though. If he doesn't want to talk to you, then he's going to walk by, and guess what? Then he's the bad guy, not you. But when you step in his way and you put your hands on him, no. Okay, so he shouldn't have touched him. No, don't touch him. I don't him. blame him for explaining why he oh, that's defending fine. himself. If he wants to try and explain himself, that's great. But don't need to put his hands... If, and if Juwan doesn't want to listen to it, it that's on Juwan. He didn't put his hands on him in an aggressive matter. He, yeah, he grabbed him. He did. He grabbed him. And and, and the, way he, the way he's talking to him, too, it's like, all right, like if you don't want to talk to me, I'm just going to let you go through, but let him be the bad guy. You know? Uh, I mean, now, Juwan is in no way, shape, or form. Like, you can't punch an assistant coach. No. You can't You can't deck people. Uh, and he lost his temper. And from what I've been told, it wasn't the first time. And was unapologetic about <clears throat> it after. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As well. And, and, look, I've lost games that I, I mean, big games, right? Job is to go shake their hand. Right? You, you, you don't, you don't ever walk off. Being a poor sport, and that's and that's so unfortunate that it happened. And it, I mean, but here's the thing, Eric. It's not the first time that it's happened. We've seen issues with this before. There was an incident uh, here in the spectrum just a few years ago between Utah State and Nevada. Yeah, that was bad. I was right there for that. That was on Nevada. The- well, there was also a USU assistant coach who was saying some stuff that he shouldn't have. No, I mean, look, he made one comment and the whole entire staff reacts that way. Yes, it got overblown. I mean, they go punch out a fire extinguisher glass. They chuck a Mountain Dew at the locker room door. Uh, yes, absolutely. Nevada's actions were out of line, no question. But there was a USU assistant coach who, who said some things, instigated some things, that when you're going through the, free, the handshake line, that's not where you rub it in that you just beat them. Yeah. Uh, but, show but, some class. But the rest of the players, like, I'm, I, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm still pissed at Nevada for that one. <laughs> I hate them for that. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, and, and, and we, I know you mentioned Odom. Uh, the, the incident with, with St. Mary's is definitely on St. Mary's coach. Definitely on him. I was right there for that conversation. Definitely on St. Mary's coach. Um, the incident with Boise State, that's just Odom trying to explain himself what was going on. 
Like he's just telling he's just telling Leon, like, look, your boy's in our huddle, man. What is he doing? Grow up. Be a division one basketball player. Get the hell out of our huddle. Go be with your team. Don't stay out of it. And and, and Max has got an ego. Okay, he's a little seven year old. He thinks he's the best thing that's ever happened in the Mount West Conference, and he's not. Um I'm not a fan of Max Rice. Definitely not a fan of Leon Rice. But I like Leon more than I do Max. And and, and Max and Max needs to grow up. I I don't pin that on Odom. I pin, I pin that on Max Rice. Being being the little childish that he is. Uh nine 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 five on our Guild Mortgage text line. I think the conversation needs to be more around allowing players to shake hands if they want to, and then recognizing other players' emotions are high and give them the option to not shake their hands. The only reason why I say that is because I remember playing competitive sports and I remember some of the trash talk that was going on between the players, and it's not always easy to get over right after the end of the game. Michael Jordan was so good about going to shake players' hands. And you want to talk about the heat of the moment? He's playing against a team that like designed a defense specifically to beat the crap out of Jordan every single night. Until the Pistons notably did not shake hands. Yeah. And then he held a grudge against Isaiah Thomas for forever. Sure, but he still shook their hands. Oh, he went to try to, but the Pistons went the Which is fine, but again, it. Michael Jordan's not the bad guy. No. But that's the heat of the moment. So, so to the, the point here from the text is, should there be a brief... Cooling off moment before they do the the handshake line, because as soon as that buzzer sounds, I mean you're to the bench and then you're going right at so it. So what do you want me to do? You want to you've sit been trash talking and guarding each other physically? If it's a close contest, they came down to the wire, and you're on the losing end, and you got to turn around and shake the guy's hand that you've been battling with for the last hour and a half. You're grown ups. You're 18, 19, 21, 23. So, like that, you at should BYU, be able to flip a switch and keep your emotions in check for at least. 15 seconds as you go through the line. By, you don't need to give the guy a hug, um, take a photo with him, kiss him on both cheeks, and and bow to him. You don't need to do any of that. You just walk by, slap their hand, hey, great game. Good game, good game, good game. Way to go. In fact, you don't even need to you say anything. You don't have to say anything. You can just walk by and slap their hands and that counts. You don't need to, I mean. Should they it, exchange hugs? Would that be better? Do you want me to each take off their jersey and sign it and hand it to the guy that is <laughs> lost to? 435-339-0321. Uh, handshake lines. It's become a hot topic the last couple of days. Uh, also looking at the Utah State men's basketball team with a nice win over New Mexico last night in the spectrum. Uh, the All-Star weekend is come and gone. Jazz now trying to get ready for the stretch run. We're screwed. Um, I mean... Is anybody looking at the Jazz as contenders now? I mean, I Jazz, as an organization, say we feel great, but I don't know how many of the rest of us are in the same line. Are as you they are. jumping to my side of the ship? Coming up next. If you're looking for your next pre-owned vehicle, buy it from a name that Utah has trusted for over 95 years. For generations, the Murdoch Auto Team has given Utah's pre-owned car, truck, and SUV buyers a comfortable, no-pressure buying experience. So go for the gold this February and get 1.99% financing for 72 months, plus no payments for 90 days, and a complimentary gift with every pre-owned vehicle purchase. When you walk through our doors, you feel like family at Murdoch Hyundai or online at MurdochHyundai.com. 1.99% APR must finance through GWCU. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for complete details. Offer ends 22822. 
Steven, stop dragging your feet. Don't you give me that look. You've had a bad attitude all day. Now look, I know you'd rather be with your friends right now, but this has to be done. And either you start cooperating or I'm going to start taking things away from you. And I think you know what that means, don't you, Steven? Yes, honey, I do. All right. Okay. Watch it. Bigger isn't always better. At Castalite, you'll choose from a huge selection of pavers and receive help from experts. You'll see just how easy it is to do it yourself. For brick, block, rock, paver, and tile, go where the pros go. Online at castalite.com. 2022 is all about you. This is Dan at the Sports Academy. It's time to take control of one of the most important parts of your life, your health. Sports Academy offers the largest variety of fitness equipment and group fitness classes like cycling, yoga, high fitness, Zumba, and water aerobics. Classes for all ages and abilities. Take control of your health and experience the difference at the Sports Academy. Your club, your results, your life. Crystal Vision would like to thank their clients for their best year yet. They're grateful for your business and trust. It's a new year, so time for a new look. Crystal Vision, the gold medal winner in Best of Northern Utah, has a frame style you'll love that will set you apart from others. Take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Let this be the year your glasses feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. Elements has delicious lunch specials, two for $30, or the new soup, salad, and bread special for just $10. is tasty and quick. Elements' lunch menu is full of scrumptious items prepared with a personal touch. Wood-fired pizzas are an excellent choice that include barbecue chicken and the bee's knees. The fresh-battered halibut fish and chips with seasoned fries is always a hit. And don't forget the fan-favorite Munster Burger. Casual or professional, open Monday through Thursday, 11.30 to 8 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 11.30 to 9 p.m., visit the elementsrestaurant.com for reservations today. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press and uh, 9995 ads. Just let them choose. If they want, want to, great. If they don't, that's fine too. I don't, I don't get that though, Ajay. Either you're with the team or you're not. You're yeah. together as a team or you're not. What if it's a heated game? You send one representative. You're going to be our designated guy to go do handshakes because you're the only one with a cool head. What if you get beat by 25? You're going to be like, well, we don't want to wish you a good game because you beat the crap out of us. You just have some guy just standing in the corner and a few others go do the handshakes. That guy just, is the designated handshake guy. He's a freshman, doesn't even play. Then everybody's going to see this guy standing over here like, oh, they're poor sports. Look at those suckers. Yeah, yeah it's going to get terminated the wrong way. I just don't. I don't. I think you're either all in or you're not. Uh, you know what? Would be Who would be interested to get a, a comment on this, an opinion? Oh, who? Dave Simmons. Why? Is he has some interesting handshake lines in his uh, career. I, I don't know. As a I broadcaster. I know he's he been in some handshake lines. He goes to shake the broadcaster's hand. Hey, great call today. But you still suck. <laughs> Uh, Dave Simmons calls a play-by-play for the Ridgeline River Hawks and just concluded the state t- title game with Ridgeline and Desert Hills. Before we recap that game, though, Dave, uh, there's been a lot of debate about handshake lines. Should they go away or do we keep them? Did, did something happen that I don't know about? Yeah, some coach uh, at a no-name university punched another coach oh, at, yeah, at another no-name on. university. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's got good? some people debating whether handshake lines – should go away, or we just need to teach them, teach our players to uh, to be better sportsmen. Hey, 
maybe it was one thing with COVID that was decent when everybody was just kind of looking at each other and waving and <laughs> leaving and going off. Did you and ever have an incident where people were talking trash and made it uncomfortable or inappropriate on the handshake line, or were things pretty copacetic when you played? Oh, it was always it was always good. It was I don't ever remember being fired up or frustrated. I mean, you're always going to get frustrated, but you know we we saw the opposite of it last night at the uh, end of the Ridgeline boys game, where obviously this this senior group has been so tight. I mean, the, I've helped coach them since they were in second grade, and I mean this was this was it. This was what the obviously the goal was, um, and to fall just short like that's a hard thing. So. A few of them were, were visibly upset about it, and the Dixie coaching staff and even some of the Dixie players were so good as just as far as kind of giving hugs and um, almost lifting them up, saying you know, doing the whole good game thing, and nothing, nothing but but positive from the Dixie side on that. I, I, Nick and I both, Nick, I was doing mostly stats, but Nick watched uh, Cam Dyer, one of the players for Dixie, um, go over and and almost console Peyton Knowles um, after the ball game instead of joining his team in front of their, their student body to start the celebration. Just, uh, just, just a high class, you know, high level of sportsmanship out of that. So, so for those, hopefully very few instances you get out of, out of what we saw with the Michigan and Juwan Howard, you've got a lot more of them where guys are, are very pleasant and complimentary and, and you'd like to think that, 98% of those situations are better than, than what we saw that Michigan game, for sure. Okay, so take us through a very busy couple of days in St. George for, for you and Nick, but also for Region 11 teams. Uh, and it looked like you know yesterday setting up for a really fun potential championship featuring multiple Region 11 schools. But then it was yeah. only Ridgeline girls who ended up advancing and played today. So just before we just talk about today's game just the, the week that was down there at Dixie State and having these Region 11 teams compete and, and how things overall went um, the venue itself at Dixie, Dixie State's really pretty cool I mean it's not huge it's probably what half the size of the spectrum so you still have a university type of venue which is a lot of fun for the kids um, and you get the noise it's not so big that it's not you can't have the, the rowdiness you know the crowd noise so it was that in itself was a lot of fun. Um, I personally don't believe it should have been down there, nor do I believe it should be up at the Spectrum, which I think is the plan for next year. I think it needs to be a, a, a more neutral site because those games with Dixie and with Snow Canyon, those are home games, guys. I mean, that's there's no getting around it. That is a definitely home court advantage for those teams, um, as it should be for the, the Region 11 teams next year. I just don't think it's the way to do it. But... I don't, I don't have a say in the matter, so that's what it is. Um, that Skyview game, Skyview played hard. And actually, at a time, I, I thought they deserved to win the thing. And we all thought they were going to win the thing. I have never seen, I don't know that I've ever seen a series of events like that take place and and have a finish like that. Did, did you guys get it? Did you hear about it? Yeah, I, I was listening to it in real time and, and just couldn't believe how that game ended with the the, the bench getting on the court, assessing yeah. a technical foul, moving the ball up to midcourt. And, and, and then a timeout was called, uh, and then you try to inbound it. I, I don't know. I When I see coaches call a timeout to try to set something up, it 
scares me every time because I don't think people realize how difficult it is to inbound a ball when you know they're going to put some lanky dude on you on that side and you're just trying to get it in where you need to get it in. And and poor Skyview, just, they, were, they tried to force feed it into the player that they wanted to get it into to start a play with 10 seconds. And it gets picked off when there were multiple guys open, wide open, but it wasn't what Coach Juan had drawn up. And so you try to force feed it there, and you're headed the other direction now. Just such a difficult thing. But And then to have that three-point shot fall and air ball right into the hands of their biggest guy out there to lay it up and in, just like the old North Carolina State winning the national championship however many years ago. Um, just couldn't have had it work out better in that case for Snow Canyon. If that ball hits the rim, it's it's a whole different outcome. It doesn't come right down into his hands for the layup and in. Just a crazy series of events. But Snow Canyon was the number one team coming into it. And I also don't know that I've ever seen a boys' side go chalk like it has. Every top-seeded team has won, haven't they, Eric? Uh, yeah, yeah right we were that. talking about that earlier. RPI was perfect. I mean, that it worked. Yeah. I mean, it was chalk. And the well, there was an eight nine, I think, in from the Friday game in regional region ten. There was an upset there, but virtually every higher seeded team won and advanced and uh, moved on. You know, but for all of us from from region eleven, I think we all thought that Ridgeline was the team to beat in this thing, uh, I, and they had the team to do it. It just goes to show you, though, that's why you play the games. I mean, Dixie. Dixie plays a brand of basketball that next year is going to have to change with the shot clock coming in. You just can't run four quarters like the four corners like they do, which is just spread the thing out and just lull you to sleep over forty seconds per possession. I mean, look at the look at the score totals that they put up against, and, and we ended up having against them, and then their game against um, Cedar the day before. Just a snoozer. I mean, guys just weave and weave and weave, and then finally they decide to go try to do something. It's just a very boring brand of basketball, but, you know, say what you want. They got the W out of it. And so is that what happened with the Ridgeline game? You just felt like Dixie, with their offense, yeah. completely took Ridgeline's offense out of rhythm by holding on to the ball for so long? Yeah, they called it, I even read it in, I think it was an interview with the coach for, for Dixie last night, that they took the air out of the ball. I mean, the Ridgeline had a decent lead at the end of the first quarter, and then Dixie went goes into this just almost stall type of game, which is a very interesting tactic, especially when you're down a little bit, just with the idea of lulling you to sleep and getting you out of your rhythm. And it worked. I mean, you got to credit them; it worked. But you're not going to be able to do that when the shot clock comes because you cross half court and you're what seven eight seconds into it a lot of times, and they're going to have to play next year. But they'll still be very good. I mean, most of their kids coming back, I think, are underclassmen. Um, so they'll be really good. Skyview should be really good. Snow Canyon's going to be really good next year. Almost everybody they have coming back is, or, or they have almost everybody coming back next year too. I was going to ask you about Skyview. You got a chance to see them, not just during the regular season, but there at the tournament as well. This was a team that um, kind of seemed to punch above their weight class a little bit, if we can use that example as some yeah. underclassmen, a team that started out kind of strong and then hit a, a patch during the regular uh, region uh, schedule where they were losing games and kind of lost a little bit and then got dialed in and started playing better and, and had a nice run all the way to the uh, Final Four of the boys' bracket. My unbiased opinion about Skyview is, is Tanner Davis needs to be on the floor the majority of the time. He doesn't start, but I'm telling you, 
he brings a calm and a and he gets them into their stuff as well as anybody they have. He's just a sophomore, but he comes off the bench and things change. It's different. The Rigby kid yesterday, I thought was a difference maker, and those two come off the bench um, as your six and seven. Excuse me, six and seven, and they are difference makers on that team. But Tanner makes a big difference as far as just the the demeanor and the way he can get them into their stuff. So I think they're going to be a problem next year for everybody um, statewide. Uh, But there's going to be some good teams. I know Ridgeline is great graduating a lot of seniors, and that's pretty much who we saw. But Carson Cox is a really good player. Uh, Luke Sorensen is going to be good. Uh, They have guys that are coming back, and they will be competitive next year. And they've been able to practice all year long against – some a pretty high caliber seniors too, so that's probably getting them, making them even better. Hey, let Skyview, me... uh, going back to your question, Eric Skyview's they're going to be really good. Howe is a is a really pure shooter. He's a really good player. Carter Davis is very good. Uh, Tanner Davis is very good, and I like Deal. I, I think his footwork is about as good as anybody around playing the big. He 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 had some issues with the length of um, of Snow Canyon, but he was you know, he's a really good player. He'll be good too. Hey, I want to ask you, uh, our all-region teams should be coming out here at some point. Uh, what is it as clear-cut as it might seem based on records for Ridgeline and Skyview of what your list is going to look like, or are there a few surprises? Oh, Ajay, it's a good question. The question of the day, you have to – it's always – you know it's the MVP question of, the, of any other sport. Do you pick the guy that was the most valuable guy on his team, or do you pick the guy that the, play, that the players were – if you were the very best, because look at a look at a lost house out at uh, Mountain Crest. Without him, those guys are they're gonna be in trouble. But he 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 averaged I want to say somewhere around sixteen or so. Yeah, he was really good. But would he start on Ridgeline's team? <laughs> Probably not. He might not even get off the bench. But I mean, that's nothing against him. But you probably need to put him on the all-region team because of what he did for that for that Mountain Crest team. You know, you could say the same for the Marble Kid out of Bear River. Really good, but would he get? Would he play for Ridgeland? Would he play for Skyview? I don't know. Maybe that's that's the old the old debate. But um, you, you know, you got to have. There's there's a couple I think that are locks. Caden Cox and Peyton Knowles are locks for sure. Those those two are. Uh, and Dave, I wanted to ask you too about this. Everything. Oh, sorry. It looks like we lost you for a second there. What was that oh, last sorry. thought? That last thought was is that talking about Peyton Knowles. Um, he and Caden Cox are locks for an all-region team in my mind. They're 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 all state players. If you ask me, but um, if he, those if without Peyton Knowles on the floor, it's a it's a much more difficult thing for Ridgeline losing his his offense and his his leadership. They called three fouls on him in the first four minutes of that game. Yesterday. Oh wow! And now he's out of the game, barely halfway, a little bit more than halfway through the first quarter for the rest of the half. And that third foul they called, Peyton was trying to avoid it. I mean, the kid, the poor guy, was backing up like, "Just, I don't want to foul. I don't want to foul. I'm staying out of this." And they still called a foul on him. And now you're in a situation where you you're you've got arguably one of the best players in the tournament on the bench and. That's the, those are the things that irk fans and coaches because it feels like the refs played a more important part of the game than the players did, and that's that's hard to swallow. 
And then they called a technical foul that I was talking to a former uh, high school ref just before this girls' championship game. And we were talking about that game last night, and he goes, those refs have to have a little thicker skin than that. I mean, we don't know what was said, but knowing the kid that got the technical, he's not hes not the kind of kid that's going to be, like, dropping curses at people. He, he's going to be frustrated, and he, he very aggressively dribbled the ball and caught it. He didn't let it, like, go into the air or anything. But is that technical-worthy? You know, when you figure... It was a foul called, so they gave the kid one and one. Then he got, then he's the same kid, which I'm told wasn't even the kid that got fouled, which I don't even know. So then that's four free throws, and then they get the ball back. That's six points. That's a six point swing on that technical, which is, that's tough, man. That's a hard situation. So between that and then giving Peyton that third foul in the first quarter, that, that's what I think a lot of people are having a hard time swallowing on that game. Dave Simmons, play-by-play voice for the Ridgeline Riverhawks this season. And, Dave, let's talk about the girls' bracket. This was a season that Ridgeline girls' team had a magical year, only one loss when they made a trip up to Idaho. Um, and uh, But since then, I mean, every other game was a victory for them. And by and large, a lot of their games were won by healthy margins. And they come in today, yeah. and they start out strong, but slowly but surely Desert Hills kind of chips into this one gets it to overtime, gets it to double overtime, but Ridgeline unable to hang on. What was the difference today? Um, first of all, Desert Hills is a good team. They, they like to get out and go, and they run as well as I've, I saw in any of the girls' games that we watched down there and even over the course of the region. Um, so take some away from them. You've got Emily Skinner is an unbelievable freshman. She's the best player on the floor, guys. I mean, she is, she's that good. And, um, and then you start four sophomores. Um, Emily fouled out in the first, what, 30 seconds of the first overtime. She was, she was dealing with some foul issues, too. I mean, I started getting texts from people who weren't even involved in this whole thing saying that the refing down there was, was so poor. But, you know, Emily, Emily going out of the ballgame is a really hard thing for Ridgeline to lose, but they still had very capable players. Macy Brown, I thought, played very well in both overtimes. Um, and they, they hung. They continued to hang without their leading scorer and their leading playmaker. And, and Desert Hills just ended up being just a little too much. A couple costly turnovers there at the end in a situation where those girls probably hadn't been in, like you said, many close ballgames. Uh, Nick Zollinger mentioned a couple of them. One of them was with Desert Hills earlier in the season. Um, and Morgan, I guess, jumped on Ridgeline, and they were up by double digits, and Ridgeline had to crawl their way back into that one. But for the most part, they weren't tested a whole lot in the region. And so getting into the finals with a bunch of sophomores and a freshman, maybe the moment was a little bit too much, but I didn't, I didn't get that feeling. I thought they played very strong, and it's just one of those things they weren't able to hang on. But everybody comes back next year, and almost everybody comes back the year after that. This is going to be a powerhouse team for the next couple of years. That's sure. what I was about to ask you is, I mean, this team now, they're the favorite for, what, the next three to four years, right? At least two, I would think. Um, you, you, I don't obviously know what comes after that, but for the next two years, you would have to think they're going to be the consensus number one coming into it. Especially, you know, Nick and I were talking before the game started. A win, a lot of the, a lot of the parents and family were saying, "Well, how, how will these freshmen and sophomores handle this?" And they're like, "Well, they don't know any better, so, so they, they, they don't know about losing." But now you come in and you now lost that, that state championship game. You have to believe that's going to fuel those girls. To, to come back even stronger next year. You'll win the thing, 
and you know how to do it and you probably have all the confidence in the world, you lose it and it just adds the fuel to the fire. So one way or the other, you know they're coming back in a really, really strong situation, I would think, for next year. And they uh, they played Green Canyon on their way to get there, and Green Canyon's got a young roster too. Yeah, and Green Canyon scraps. I, I liked Green Canyon. I, I don't know that they have quite the basketball players that Ridgeline has, but they're going to be they're going to continue to get better too. So that if there's a team to be able to, well, Skyview the Skyview girls were solid too. I don't know how many of their girls are seniors, but they should be decently competitive. Those three teams over the next couple of years, but I think the cream of the crop in that group is is definitely Ridgeline right now. Can I go back to the boys' situation? Ridgeline boys, they do lose a couple of seniors. What's their biggest loss coming out after this year? As far as the player goes? Yeah, sorry. Uh, they started five seniors. Oh, my and, gosh. <laughs> and then you're, and then the first senior off, the first player off the bench is a senior. Um, everybody goes, really. They, they, the, they played the one player that got consistent time, at least for the second half of the season, was Carson Cox as a sophomore. Luke Jacobson would come in as a soft, or as a junior in situations where Peyton got in foul trouble. I thought Luke did a pretty good job for him yesterday when Peyton had some foul trouble. Those are really your only two seniors that got many minutes at all, or excuse me, underclassmen that got many minutes at all. Everybody else are seniors, AJ. so you're losing everybody. Good heck. Uh, yeah. Do they rebound okay coming in next year? I do. I think so. Um, if, you're looking at, if you already want to look at next year, you got Carson Cox, you got Luke Jacobson, uh, or sorry, I keep saying Jacobson. It's Luke Sorensen. Um, and then Zach Skinner's a good player. Uh, Grady Workman's a good player. Uh, Creighton Jenks is a good player. You've got some underclassmen that are very capable. They were just behind a really, really good group of seniors. You know, when I was, this goes back years, but baseball-wise, we were all underclassmen underneath guys like Ryan Pond and Corey Kohler and, and Tyler Holland. I mean, there was an incredible group of guys ahead of us, and I still believe that to this day, if all of our JV kids would have been playing varsity ball, we would have won the region as well. But we were behind some really, really good players come into the next year and blow everybody out. So I, I don't, I don't know that you're going to see that from this Ridgeline basketball group. They very well could, but Skyview's going to be really good, and I think Green Canyon's going to be really good too. Um, Coach Brown's really good, and he's got some underclassmen that are good players, and I think that that could be a really good group. As well, I think that the region will be more competitive next year than it even was this year. Ooh, saucy! I like, I like it. that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, should be. It should be good. Well, Dave, uh, appreciate you and, and Nick being down there to call these games. Hurricane John Newbold was down there calling. You guys for killed Skyview it. You guys well. absolutely killed it down there. You guys did a great job. Uh, well, travel safe. That. We understand that the weather's not going to be kind, and there's some slowdowns along I-15. So yeah, it already is. We're take it slow and be safe. Not good. Yeah. Okay. So All right. People are back in in St. George wondering if they should head home, and they don't have to be home for something. Maybe stay another night. Yeah. There you go. Amen. All right. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Drive yeah. safe. Thanks, guys. I think safe. Dave Simmons calling the play by play on 104.5 The Ranch for the Ridgeline Riverhawks. Hey, really quickly, uh, big thanks to Dave, Nick, John, Ryan Grunig. Just the whole crew going down there and and doing all that, and to you guys, Eric and, and Ryan, whoever else is a part of putting together the stream this Shout year. Shout out to Dallin Dacus. Yeah, Dallin producing our, every game. The best this pro- tournament. The best producer in the league, in the in the studio. He he's going to be on the full court press, I'm sure, sooner or later. Working the board, behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Yes, definitely behind the scenes. Yeah. Yes, behind the scenes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this uh, Ridgeline, uh, excuse me, Ridgeline, the all-region team 
uh, for uh, Region 11 that we put together will be interesting to see what those ballots look like and who makes the first team, who makes the second. And uh, invariably, somebody's going to get left off or just on the honorable mention list. But that's uh, coming up at a future date. Uh, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, look, the All-Star Game. We haven't had a chance to talk about the All-Star Weekend Utah will be hosting the All-Star uh, Weekend next oh, year. Oh, did you see the leaked new uniforms that look like we're running away from the Jazz? We're There's going some to controversy Vegas. controversy with that. We're going to Vegas. Winter is upon us, which is the best reason to have a clean and healthy home. This is Dow with Kim Drive Northern Utah. Let us come and make your carpets, rugs, and upholstery and hardwood as clean as it can be. Platinum certified with the Carpet and Rug Institute and Indoor Air Quality Association. Kim Drive's hot carbonation and quick dry times will leave your homes healthy and ready to combat the cold and flu season. We're a company that you can trust. Call Kim Drive of Northern Utah. Kim Drive of Northern Utah. Kim Drive of Northern Utah. Cold weather is here. Let the gold medal winner in the best of Northern Utah's fireplace category help you update your home with Napoleon's full line of gas or wood-burning products. Building a new home? Let the professionals at Advanced Fireplace and Stove design and install your fireplace. From traditional to modern, Napoleon has something for every design and every budget. Install a product that will allow your family to make memories for years to come. Stop by at their showroom or visit them at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. What is community? It's Friday Night Lights with laughter as post-game commentary. It's fun runs, fun rakes. It's passing the boot for local heroes. And it's breaking ground for groundbreaking startups. This is what makes a community. And it's what makes a community bank. It's fertile financial resources turned back into local soil. Here's to people helping others thrive. This is community banking. DLM's bank since 1904. Member FDIC. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Big thanks to Dave Simmons joining us uh, as he's making the trek north. I understand it's very snowy and sticky and there's a lot of traffic. Uh, Some accidents along I-15, so it's going to be a while. It'll be a late night in the car for the Ridgeline folks coming home. Hope they drive safe. But if you're looking for a new vehicle to help you drive safe, you can find one at Mountain West Motor. It's Logan's newest truck and SUV dealership. I went by there today, just drove by, saw a really interesting collection of SUVs and trucks, a couple of uh, you know Ford Broncos on the lot as well. Those can be hard to find and hard to get. But uh, if you're looking for that kind of stuff, you can find it at Mountain West Motor at 615 North Main in Logan. Or shop online at uh, www.mwmotor.com. And actually, just up the road from them, once you get that vehicle, you need to make sure it gets serviced right and get an oil change. And do that at Valvoline Instant Oil Change at 695 North Main in Logan. They're quick, clean, and easy, just how it should be when it comes to an oil change. So stop in today. Uh, 995 texted in. I feel like Dick Vitale has a point to make about the handshake line. We should probably listen to it. Uh, I haven't do heard that. his Me take. Neither. I'll have to go look it up. 5253. It's worth repeating that what these players do represents the university as a whole. I can uh, early say that there are schools I think less are think less of based on the way their athletes have behaved. Like when the student section got flipped off in the spectrum by a particular player. 
what does saying our athletes are unable to control their emotions long enough to shake a few hands say about the standards of the university? This should not be optional. This should be a teaching moment for the kids to learn how to hold their heads up when things don't go their way. I, I like that. Uh, yes, it's an important teaching moment. 8003, I taught my sons that even if they have a beef with the players they play against, they will always shake hands with the opposing coach unless the opposing coach was, uh, okay, a jerk. I'll just say that. In that case, just move on with life. Thank you for that so, imagery. Oh, man. Uh, 1534, Ridgeline was a team to beat. Epic coaching failure, to, too much talent being wasted. Ooh, wow. Mm. All right. Okay. <laughs> Takes. Hey, hot takes. That's what we're about, though, right? Uh, last All-Star weekend, slam dunk competition was a joke. Three-point shootout was kind of fun with Carl Anthony Towns. But I thought the All-Star game was as good as we've seen in quite some time. Yep, it's been good. Yeah, and I, I, I like the new. Steph Curry. Yeah. But the Elam ending was points. fun. That was yeah. interesting. I, I thought it was really fun to watch. Dunk contests suck, though, huh? Oh, terrible. It's horrible. Hopefully, because it was so bad and we got so much negative publicity that next year's in Salt Lake will be fun. Or that we just won't do it. 